Well, welcome to the Link Northwest Nonprofit Podcast. My name is Ryan Brown, and I am CEO and President of Link Northwest. And I'm glad to be here today with Kathy Rodriguez with Joyful, Joyful Purpose Coaching and Joyful Purpose Yogi, and uh, just taking some time to talk nonprofit and talk about time in the community and what you do, what you care about, all of those things. So I'm thanks for being here. Excited to be here. Yeah, so it's excited. Great. Yeah, it's kind of fun to have the space to be able to do this in. And, I know, and uh, and and I love how we match. Yeah, we mean to do <laughs> we're that. on the right vibe yep, here today. Yeah, it's, it worked out really nice. <laughs> yep. So, well, so just to kind of get us started, tell us about yourself, your time in the community, how you got here. I have been here for I didn't think about it the other day, mm. nineteen years. Wow. Which is like blew my mind. Yeah. Because I grew up in Southern California, but was born in Wisconsin. And then married my husband. We moved to Northern California, Southern California, Wisconsin, Oklahoma, Iowa, and then here. Yeah. And so six years was the longest we ever lived in one spot. Hmm. And then we moved here and we've been here for 19. Planted here for 19. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And you raised kids here? uh, Yes. They were born in Wisconsin. So they did the Wisconsin, Oklahoma, Iowa here. Okay. So they've lived in four states. Gotcha. Love that. (laughs) And tell us about kind of what you do, uh, wh- well, your journey to to joyful purpose, For so joyful to speak. Joyful purpose. Yeah. I started off well when I moved here. I was a clinical researcher. That's what I did for a living. So I monitored clinical trials, and I did that for a while. And then I had my kids, hmm. and that job required me to travel, and my husband traveled. Hmm. So I made the choice to stay home, and I would not change my life hmm. for any amount of money. Mm. I enjoyed it thoroughly and did a lot of volunteering, right, for my community, for the schools, um, throughout the places that we live. So I did that for a while. And then we moved here and I started working out at the Stiligwamish Athletic Club. And that's where you and I actually originally met uh, as a, you know, I would swim. I was a competitive swimmer growing up. So Mm. immediately when the kids were in school, I started going down, working out, swimming and eventually they approached me to teach swimming Hmm. and then the aquatics director and I did that for a while and I added other hats here and there um, continuing to volunteer and that was part of the you know requirement for me is I wanted the ability to still do the things I wanted to do outside of the job with my kids with my community and so I was really active in the schools and, Mm. and in their lives and but you know, I also had that life outside. So yeah. that was kind of nice. Yeah, that's I good. enjoyed that. Yeah. And then they went to college. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, you know, they both went away. And so we don't have any other kids. So it went from crazy insanity to quiet. Yeah. And for me, that was, I knew it was coming. Because I knew they were going away to college, one to East Coast, one to WSU. And so I knew that emptiness would happen. Mm-hmm. And for me, because my husband does travel with his job, it literally meant I came home from dropping one of the twins off, because he took the other mm. one, to an empty house for two weeks. Mm. It was me and the dog. Yeah. And I knew I had to be prepared for that. And mm. so I did. Mm. And that led to... Um, I was still teaching some lessons and I was talking to one of the moms of the students and she said, you know what? You should blog about this. Hmm. You should be a blogger. Hmm. I'm like, what What would I talk about? Mm -hmm. She goes, exactly what you're doing. Hmm. Talk about 
raising kids, being married for all these years, yeah. doing what you've done. Because in her eyes, I did that empty nest the right way. Mm, yeah. Right? I prepared for it. I did what I needed to do. I, I, there weren't any books. Yeah. There were no support systems out there. Heck, did we even have the internet back yeah, then? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so for me, you know, I had to make the choice. Mm -hmm. And I made a, the choice that I did. Yeah. And um, so I started blogging. Actually, that was my original Instagram was off of the blog. And it mm. was before and after my empty nest. Mm. It was way too long of a name. I know, Joyful Purpose Yogi is just as long. Yeah. <laughs> but... You know, you say, oh, you're a blogger. What do you, what is your blog? What's the name? Yeah. You know, who are you? Before and after my emptiness. And people would look at you like, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I don't get it. And so then you'd have to explain yeah, it, yeah, right? Yeah. But through all of that, I have grown. I've evolved. Yeah. And for a while, I went from before and after my emptiness to peppy fit foodie because mm -hmm. I love food. Yeah. I'm kind of peppy. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Not kind of. Uh -huh. I'm yeah. really. Uh -huh. <laughs> that's yeah. just me. And and I am in fitness. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I was a yoga enthusiast for years. And then COVID hit. Mm. And they closed the gym mm -hmm. where I worked. Mm -hmm. And we pivoted. Right. Cheryl Guthrie, the fitness director, and I literally met at 3 p.m. in the office and said, what are we going to do for our members yeah. now that the the state has decided we have to be closed? Yeah. Because it where we work out is a community, mm -hmm. right? Its own little community. Mm -hmm. And there are people that are single, yeah. um, especially the older community, right? They may have had a spouse that passed away. And this is their only connection yeah, it's a social to connection. humans, yeah. mm -hmm. right? Is yeah. getting in a aqua fitness class and laughing hysterically while we're moving their bodies. Mm -hmm. And so we knew we needed to do something. And so the next morning, because of all these previous things that I did in my life, um, I wasn't afraid of the social media. Yeah. And yeah. the next morning I was filming her with social distancing mm -hmm. and everything. And they were the only two in the building. And we were filming live Facebook live classes. Mm. So our members mm. could jump on yeah. and take a class. Yeah. And we did that throughout the closure. Wow. Is Either she was in there with me and we did, we recorded just two classes and then usually we record something else that we could put on later in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, or she had somebody pre-record it and we posted it. But every day, Monday through Friday, there were classes, at least one class hmm. for our members that they could take hmm. for free. That's amazing. See, I didn't know that. And, and I didn't join the gym until, until yeah. after all of that happened. But what's interesting is looking back... Um, the the following fall when school reopened we were we we're gearing up for that and noah was headed into uh into first grade i think uh I th yeah i was going into first grade and uh landon came home from child care positive for covid and i tested with him we didn't know that he was positive i tested with him because he didn't want to take the test and mm -hmm. i tested positive as well and um and i didn't feel i wasn't symptomatic mm -hmm. at all 
Um, and so he and I, Landon and I ended up quarantining. Noah was out of school for like three weeks at the beginning of the school year, which was awful. But uh, because I felt so fine, like I, nothing was, I didn't feel bad at all. I would turn on virtual runs on the TV in our bedroom and Landon and I would run just in place. It was, yeah. I, we didn't have a treadmill or anything, but I was on a, I was on a rhythm at that point. I was still trying to lose or, or was losing the weight and was still uh, trying to really hit those goals. And so we'd get up and we'd run two miles and I'd turn on like a uh, trail running through Yosemite and just follow this guy through <laughs> Yosemite national park. It's so interesting how we, um, and hearing, hearing your story, how we, you know, find ways to connect with the thing that matters to us. And, mm-hmm. um, and I think about all those folks that you're talking about that wouldn't have had that if you guys hadn't have gotten creative in that, in those moments and said, this is how you can still stay connected to us. And just yeah. seeing your guys' faces, hearing yeah. your voices, like these they people were so still used, exist. Yes. Well, they were so and, used yeah. to taking her classes yeah. or Aria's classes or Jolene's classes yeah. and, and having them there with that voice, with that class that they were, f- yeah. that familiarity, yeah. right? That comfort, yeah. that known yeah. in the midst of all the unknown. Yeah. And it was wonderful because, you know, one of the first ones I recognized, you know, because I'm watching her, you know, I'm filming her, right? And I'm watching as people would join Mm -hmm. the live. And so I ran over and grabbed scratch pieces of paper and started writing people's names on them and holding them up for the instructor. So she could call them out. So she could call them out. And it was like, then again, that deepened that connection that they felt, even though they couldn't come in the building, they could still, okay, it's, and if they couldn't make the class because of life, they knew it was going to be on there. We kept them all on our Facebook page all through COVID. We didn't delete them. That's really cool. And, and that is what community is about. Right. And that's, so well, and that speaks to that speaks yeah. to our agency kind of from the beginning. The idea has always been creating connections for stronger communities. Right. Yes. And I think what uh, it's it's one thing to, to know everybody. It's another thing to to like know yeah. everybody. Right. Yeah. And to be known and to be known by everybody yeah. too. to to uh, we have to um, kind of bear our souls a little bit. And, and al- that allows other people to do the same. And then it's from those places that we serve, yes. you know, and um, if, if folks, I, I mean, um, I won't name drop other gyms because it wouldn't be right the most professional thing to do. But like if if some of the other big name, no, like you're you're a, you're a number on a card gyms had done the same thing, people may not have connected in the same way. But because right. of the, the community cultivation that happened, um you know, now we've got 70 year olds jumping on because my people are going to be there, you know, and that's yeah. really powerful. Yeah. Really powerful. Well, and for us, so, you know, while that was going on, I decided to get my yoga certification mm, Yeah. and I did it online. Yeah. I d- practiced yoga four days a week for eight years. Yeah. And I said, yeah, I think I can do this. Yeah. And so I got that certification, another certification. And then my, one of my friends during COVID herself got her life coaching certification Mm -hmm. and I joined a group with her. Yeah. And so that started that journey to be a life coach where I added that to my hat and that to my plate. And, you know, I tell people I've been doing this all my life. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. In some form, I've been life coaching. Yeah. Right. With my instructors when I was the aquatics director. Yeah. Right, helping them figure out wh- what they were going to do with the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. So I was already doing it. Yeah. So, but um, it is so incredibly fulfilling, and yeah. I love it. 
and it's all about building community yeah yeah i mean i think about how how real that is i mean in not uh, not just in all the stories that we work with people we work with here and and our our staff and volunteers but also just listening to your story from the beginning you've been cultivating community and that community has carried you in various ways too oh, right huge. where where huge. like you're you're serving at schools you're serving with uh, uh you know alongside other other families for the sake of your guys's kids and different things and um i feel like covid created this isolationist thing that a lot of people um learned and became accustomed to and i think part of what the responsibility that i feel as a as a uh, director in, in the agency and i think that you communicate too is like how do we how do we see people and call them out of that like you don't you don't have to be alone and like and and you don't have to do that by yourself and i don't have all the answers but i'm here and i'm willing to walk with you in that and um and help you find whatever it is that you're looking for and i think that that's been true for me i see it in in um uh, resourcing and and support in those ways i see it in the spirituality and the way that people are trying to connect to something bigger than themselves mm-hmm. um whether that's whether that's a deity or or volunteerism or whatever i see it i i did never think that i would but i see it in the fitness world where where people are and th- that's even impacting me you know like it's become i'm on day 521 today i've I haven't nice. missed a workout in 521 days see? it's just changing me you know but well, and and you're you're building that community, yeah. Even within, yeah, that facility, yeah. right? Yeah. And those people are. I remember one of the times you came out and you were like celebrating yeah, a psyched, new yeah. goal. You're like, yeah, yes, yeah. I did this. Yeah, I was. All of the staff was right there with you, going, yeah. "Yes, Ryan, yeah, yeah, yeah. right." Yeah. And all the other members, like, awesome job. Yeah. And yeah. that's what I love about building community, right? It is because things are more than us if we make those connections with the people like in my class yeah right somebody comes up and they're helping a new person in class because they recognize okay you're new yeah so they're so comfortable that this is their home place Mm -hmm. that they reach out to that person oh let me help you get this equipment yeah or that you need for this class i see you're new i'm heather by the way yeah right and they help them in other ways but so they they create that connection mm-hmm. instantly. Yeah. And then well, that person takes it with that positive yeah. with them yeah. for yeah. the rest of their day. It's interesting because I have seen that in both the, the um, in, my stri- in my strengths, but almost more in my weak areas, right? So I, I had a, me bearing my soul on the podcast <laughs> here. So I joked at the beginning when I started swimming, I, I was never, I never swam before. And so I joked that I looked like a drowning seagull out there. Cause I, I didn't know how to breathe and I was just <laughs> flailing and I, I felt really foolish. And I, I, I started YouTubing some and learning some technique and trying to get better. But I went in and asked for a, um, a swim instruction from Cassie. And, um, and so, and she was, gracious and, and supported and, mm-hmm. and kind of watched and she took some video and helped me see how my stroke was off and different things yep. but um I finished that finished with with that session and was getting out of the pool and she had already left I'm getting out of the pool and one of the senior guys who's got to be in his mid-60s early 70s he actually popped out of the pool and he goes were you taking a swim lesson and I was like 
yeah, I'm taking a swim. Like I just, I'm trying Great. to get better. And he was like, I was listening and I was trying to do some of the things she was telling you to do. And I just think it's really cool. And this is an older guy. I yeah. just think it's really cool that you're still trying to learn and grow in that. And then I think he ended up taking a swim lesson from her too, nice. from that. But it was that, that was really interesting to me. Cause this is a guy that I was swimming with three times a week and never really had any interaction. And it was in the weakness that he felt comfortable popping up yes. and being like, that's, that's awesome. And, and then, and then growing himself, you know, well, and so when we show our own vulnerability, yeah. it allow gives people, others permission to do the same, to do the yeah. same. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, in, in a yoga class, I am constantly encouraging people to use a prop. Yeah. Right. I literally in this morning's class showed them, this is where my leg is on mm -hmm. this side my knee when I'm sitting in this position. Yeah. This is where it is on this side. So I use a prop to fix it, Yeah. right? And and we should, that gives them permission. Well, okay, it's okay that if the yoga instructor is is using a prop yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and it's is okay, okay with it, the then yep. it's okay for mm -hmm. me mm -hmm. to use whatever tools I need. Yeah. And that goes beyond just a yoga class, beyond yeah. the swimming pool, that goes into every aspect of our lives. Yeah. Right. I feel like there's this machismo thing that took over culturally for us that that kind of made us all like, if I can't do it, I'm not going to do it. And mm -hmm. also like um, um, I have to I have to be the expert in it or or I'm not even going to try. Right. And I I really love the the and value the idea of like. I will try and I'm not going to get it right the first time. And I will ask for help in order to get it right the third time or the fifth time or, you know, that, that w I think that's another piece of the power of community. And mm -hmm. I think about that specifically around parenting, right. Yes. Where like we, uh, I, I've, we've offered trainings in the past and, and, and have trainings in the future coming in and specifically around folks with teenagers like I've always felt really <laughs> weird about doing trainings for folks with teenagers because I've never parented teenagers I've no, worked with teenagers fun. my whole career right but I've never been a parent to teenagers yeah and it's always weird to be like well what do you think about this and and trying to trying to coach in that way having never done it um but I think one thing that I have found really powerful is that I don't have to have information but if I get enough people in the room with experience in there I can call out those things from yes. those folks like tell me about your experience with and then that frees this person to say oh my gosh same thing happened to me and then my kid did this and that it just continues to build um, and so I think so much of who we are and then again I feel this um, often with you it's like it's not just about what we know it's about whether we're willing to see people and then beckon them forward right so yeah well and mm -hmm. and as you said we we don't have mm -hmm. all the answers mm -hmm. i will never claim to know everything yeah right and that i think is the biggest release for a teenager mm -hmm. uh, personally speaking that's one of one of our sons shared that with me He's and he was later. It was when he was in college and he was taking psychology and he's mm -hmm. actually a double major. And and so he took his first course and he said, you know, I just realized he goes, it was easier to be your son as a teenager mm. because you were always reminding me that, you know, I'm not perfect. Mm. I'm doing the best I can. Yeah. As your parent, yeah. the, you didn't come with a a play-by-play -play book yeah. that I ha can follow to make all the right decisions for you. Yeah. And once, when we admit that to ourselves, admit that to others, you know, first our children, yeah. yeah. you know, 
then we share that with other mm -hmm. people. It gives them permission to, okay, I'm not going to feel bad that I'm not, yeah. I, I don't have to be a perfect parent. Yeah. I just need to try. Yeah. I yeah. just need to do the best that I can. Yeah. And that's what a lot of us are doing in so many situations right now. Yeah. Well, and I think that what, what I've seen is that folks have either, they've, the, the try piece is gone. It's either I can or I won't. And in so many different areas of life. And I, I that really hits me hard that I've said, I've said for a while, like, I don't, I want my kids to understand and know that life ebbs and flows and that sometimes things are amazing. And sometimes things feel like there's like the bottom is just right there. And, and like, we're, we, we get through, right. Yes. And we, and the best way to get through is together. You know, to try and do that alone is is so hard, and some and that can leave you in really hard places trying to do things alone. But finding community, finding people to talk to, and not just people that agree with you, right? Sometimes, sometimes it's more important to find people that won't and say like, "Hey, you do look like a drowning seagull. <laughs> like, <laughs> we need to work on that." You know, we need to like, figure out something exactly, here. Yeah, well, and yeah. and I did a challenge. Uh, what was it? Jeez, uh, March. Hmm. No, January, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah, January. I did a challenge. Um, one of the coaches for my own certification program did a challenge, free challenge, 10 days to suck at something new. Oh, wow. And, That's cool. And I'm like, sure, yeah. I'm up for any time you add the word challenge. I'm yeah. like, yeah, sure, let's yeah, throw that on go. there. Uh -huh. Let's go, right? Yeah. Challenge you, right? That's like when you're a teenager, right? I dare you. Yeah, dare you. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that my, that's psychology. how I got that. Yeah. I, I got the first date with my husband because my best friend dared me to ask him out. Nice. So nice. That, it worked out. Yeah, it worked out, yeah. right? Uh -huh. it was, I was nervous, yeah. but right? And so I did this 10 days to suck at something new. And there was accountability, right? Yeah. You know, we would submit, you know, little videos or something. We had the choice, yeah. right? And I said, okay, I'm going to do this. And I decided I was going to Bollywood dance. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm a swimmer. Yeah. These hips don't move, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, but I, that's the whole point, right? It's, you're trying something yeah, new you're and you're that. okay with sucking at yeah. it. Yeah. Right? That yeah. it doesn't have, and it, it, it leads again to other areas of your life. If you're okay, well, if I can try this and it's okay to suck at, well, maybe I'll try this yeah. and suck at that. And that's what led to my Shine Your Light series mm, that I did yeah. with Andrew yeah. and interviewed him. And just because I'm like, oh, wow, I should do this. I've never done that. Well, I could, it could, yeah. I could totally suck at it. Yeah. And I might. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah. At least I tried. Yeah. And I think that is the conclusion for everything we need to think about yeah. in life, right? Yeah. Try. It might not be your thing. Yeah. But if you don't, yeah. you know, it's the same as when you're, you're trying to get your kids to try something new at mm -hmm. dinner mm -hmm. at a restaurant. Mm -hmm. Here's some broccoli. Mm -hmm. And they're like, mm. yeah. yeah, right. We got creative. We called them trees. Yeah. Nice. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And my husband at the time was selling machines that made big trees into small trees. Yeah. Oh, it's you're the maxi grind. Yeah, do it. Nice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Peas were little earths. Yeah. You know, it's those things we do as parents. Yeah. But it's that struggle. But, you know, we had a rule in our house. You had to try two bites yeah. of everything, anything yeah. new. Because you never try, you never taste that first bite. Yeah, yeah. That's like, yeah, yeah. so you got to try the second bite. Yeah. Two two bites of everything. But that gave them the permission to try. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. like I said, we, you might not like it. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. We're not going to, you're not going to make you choke down a cup of broccoli. Yeah. 
right? We just want you to try. Yeah. So you're already setting up those tools as a parent to your, give your permission child mm-hmm. to try things. Mm-hmm. I so this is maybe a maybe a, a, a slight dig, I love you, Dad. <laughs> um, so when I was a kid, there was this like un, unspoken uh, we hate Brussels sprouts thing, <laughs> right? And just a like that's not a thing. In our, in our home, you know, and I remember vividly um, when that was kind of started to be instilled. And I remember that not be like Brussels sprouts not in the house. And then late high school, I was at somebody's house and they had Brussels sprouts on the table and they smelled phenomenal. And I was just like, something's fishy here. Yeah. Like, those are supposed to be awful. Right. So yeah. I gave them a try and they were really good. Yeah. And I resolved, uh, like, and it's funny because I can pinpoint the moment when I made this decision. I resolved then that I would try anything twice. It's like, yeah. and it's so it's funny. I was sitting here grinning when you were talking about two <laughs> bites, like, right? Do what? Because I that's try my thing. Twice, I yeah. will try anything twice, and oftentimes that's been true. It's not for me. It's not the two bites thing, but I'm like, I might try something here and not like it, mm-hmm. and then go over to some other place, and they've prepared it a different way, yes. or the experience is different because of the context, whatever, and it might be incredible. And if I just resolve that I hate it, then I'm not going to try ever again, you know, yeah. and like. I, I've said that with everything. The only thing I think I'm I'm like full committed on not doing is bungee jumping. Yeah. And it's because rubber bands on my arm in the past, uh, I just feel like that in the small Ooh. of my back right before I hit the ground. It isn't something that I want in See, my life. So yeah. I'll skydive, but I will not bungee jump. Well, I won't do so, either of those. I have no? fear of heights. Yeah. Okay. I'm nice. slowly working on it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I do things yeah. to, to get, the, to yeah. try to get closer. Yeah, 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 but yeah. yeah, there's, yeah. Some things, yeah, yep. I don't think I'll ever get, get to that there. point, yeah, but that's yeah. okay. You may surprise yourself, right? But <laughs> right? I, uh, yeah, there, it's that, that, um, that try anything twice rule is something I'm really trying to instill in the kids too. And, mm-hmm. and not because I need them to be like me, right, in that yeah. way. But I think it's important for them to, um, to all not just be willing to do that with stuff, but with people too. Yeah. You know, it's like, so this interaction didn't go the way that you thought it would you don't know what they're going through you don't know yes. what their experience was today you don't know how did they did they get hit by a car on the way in and they've got a big old dented fender they got to deal with and so they weren't going to be pleasant with you mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with you right we give people we give people multiple chances and yes. and you know show up in that way so well so we're here kind of to talk about nonprofit. Yes. we've t- talked a lot about like other things options. yeah yeah it's okay um so you mentioned that you did some volunteering when the mm-hmm. kids were in school and different things. Can you talk a little bit about like how nonprofit has impacted you and some of the places that you've worked with for fundraising or, or supporting or, or well, been uh, impacted yourself with? For myself, um, I actually did a part-time job mm-hmm. for um, the Skagit County, the Children's Foundation up there, okay. um, which I thought was wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Um, I haven't worked a lot with nonprofits directly, but I've always participated in Mm, them. So I love when I do a run and that run supports some foundation, right? Um, The last hot chocolate run I did, it was wonderful. You could bring in your gently used running shoes and they had this big bin. And so, I mean, there's so many opportunities in our lives that we can support nonprofits. Yeah. Whether working with them directly, going to them, mm-hmm. providing them with support. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, the volu- most of the volunteer work was directly in the schools. So yeah. um, raising funds for the schools, yeah. 
um, having events that um, we did a fundraiser that was to get more books in the school. Mm -hmm. And so I organized a community-wide event. And it was our small town in Iowa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so it was easy to do. I had like, what, three elementary schools. Yeah. Um, but it all came back to the schools and, and where we can support. And the way I look at it, when you volunteer in the school or you volunteer for a nonprofit mm -hmm. organization, you are giving of your time because not everyone can give financially. Yeah. But you yeah. have a skill set. Mm-hmm. There's always mm -hmm. a skill set. You may think you don't have a skill set they can utilize, yeah. but I bet you if they came in and talked to you, mm -hmm. you'd say, you'd talk for a little bit and you go, you know what? I could use a person that yeah. does X, Y, Z. And they'll, yeah. they'll pull in that skill set. Mm -hmm. And that is so fulfilling in so many ways. Yeah. For me, the volunteering at the schools, I know I am, because of what I've done for my life, I am not afraid to go up the ladder. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so if something isn't working with my child, how many other children is that not working yeah. for? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I have no problem going up to the teacher. Yeah. The principal, the superintendent. Yeah. 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 And saying this isn't working. We need to fix this problem. Yeah. And it. Yes. It starts off as because it's impacting my child. Yeah. But I am OK with playing blacklisted and whatever yeah, yeah, happens yeah. because advocate for the other. advocate mm -hmm. for all yeah. of those kids yeah how many kids got labeled that they couldn't do math because nobody ever said oh maybe you need to have them do it verbally yeah and not written yeah and yeah. so those stigmas that can land on a child mm -hmm. at a young age mm -hmm. because somebody never thought outside the box yeah or wasn't willing to say, we need to think outside the box, mm. and here's my idea, and mm. maybe this works for this is what works for my kid. Maybe we need to think more training for those staff. We actually yeah. had in Iowa, because I went up the ladder, I said, you know, yeah, my kids can read at a good level, yeah. but what are you going to do to challenge them? Mm. Mm -hmm. You have no, they had no gifted program in Iowa. It's yeah. a very small town. So what are you going to do to challenge them? Mm -hmm. So because I went up the ladder, talked to the principal, he didn't have a good answer. So went to the superintendent, had a meeting with a bunch of parents. And that summer, all of the staff were sent to a coursework on mm -hmm. how to incorporate accelerated children within your classroom, what you can do. So they yeah. actually took that one step further yeah. because I stood up and said, hey, it's not working for my kid, yeah. but how many other kids need that challenge yeah. or how many other kids need the support? Yeah. When my child needed it, the math test to be a verbal one instead of a written one mm -hmm. because his brain went much faster than his fine motor skills. Yeah. For me, I went to the school and said, you know, he needs a paraeducator, so mm -hmm. we need that to be done orally. Mm -hmm. And the teacher's like, well, we don't have the resources. Okay, I'll find you the resources. Yeah, yeah we'll figure that out. We'll figure mm -hmm. it out. Mm -hmm. And so how many other kids does that impact? So yeah. when we decide to stand up for our children, when mm -hmm. we advocate for our children, mm -hmm. we are not just advocating for them. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. We're advocating for all the all those other kids, kids yeah. mm -hmm. along yeah. the way. Yeah. And it's the same thing with our volunteering. So yeah. that happened because I volunteered. Mm 
-hmm. and I was in the classroom and I knew what, what was happening, what was yeah, going on. Yeah. I wasn't afraid to ask questions. Yeah. But find that parent. Mm -hmm. Maybe you volunteer and you're not the parent to push the buttons or ask the questions. Yeah. Mention it. Yeah. You know, we yeah. had a situation and another parent called me because she knew I wasn't afraid mm. to yeah. push the buttons. Yeah, and yeah, she said, hey, yeah. did you know this is going on? Oh, yeah. I didn't, but I will take care of yeah. that. Yeah. You know, yeah. so mm -hmm. you're going to find them. You yeah. know, the moms, the dads. Yeah. Yeah. And I won't say it's just the moms because I knew a dad that came in. Yeah. And volunteered in the classroom. Yeah. So for nonprofits, it's the same thing. Don't don't think that you just have to give funds. Mm -hmm. There are other things that you can do for those nonprofits. Yeah. yeah. Right. To make well, and that I think impact. for us, when we experience, I mean, we experience that with you directly, right? The we've got the gym running a drive right now, collecting socks and underwear and things for the for our back to school events and. Um, in our closet and you've brought in jewelry that we can give to, to families, to, to young girls and women. And, um, gosh, it's just incredible to see how people like you, they, all they got to do is just grab an extra thing while they're at target or while they're at Costco yes. or whatever, throw it in the cart and it makes an impact. It really does. Yeah. Um, and then we've got some volunteers that come in and they sort through the stuff and they can't, they can't afford to go down and buy the things and it's not just not in the budget, but they have the time during the day that they can swing by and fold some stuff and hang some stuff and maybe throw an extra load of laundry in. And I mean, I think the community, the community is going to be better off as a whole if more of us are calling out, give what you can. Yes. Instead of instead of saying, I, I can only do a little, so I'm not going to do anything, just do your little. And it's, it would be amazing exactly. if everybody took well, that but, mindset, how much we'd get done. But it's, it's, it's the whole thing, right, where, you know, someone says, oh, I can give five cents. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if everybody gave five cents mm -hmm. yeah. in the world, yeah. how much would we have? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so I want to do the math on up. that. I'm going to pull a calculator. It, it up. adds up. Yeah. Little by little. If I can give an hour here and maybe this week I can't do an hour, maybe next week I yeah. can. Yeah. I can do a half an hour, right? It it adds up when you add up that volunteerism yeah. and I think it's 7 billion people worldwide right now, right? Yeah. So if everybody 7 billion people everybody gave 5 cents times to Link Northwest. Zero 05. If all 7 billion people gave 5 cents that would work out to $350 million. <laughs> right? It's incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. So yeah. don't limit yourself yeah. because of your limitations. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Keep and I think giving, we keep trying. Collectively, again, it's it's part of the work is calling out, calling out anybody that we can to say, uh, and I, I mentioned this in our last podcast, but being, uh, I use the word bring-vitational, right? Like mm -hmm. how do I, how do I, I'm going to do this. Why don't you come with me? Right. Instead of why don't you do something? Well, I'm going to do something. Why don't you come do it with me? You know, and, and really start creating a movement in that way. Um, I just think there's so much power in that and, well, and locally and regionally. And, and for you and I, you know, I mean, this is part of who we are. Yeah. Right. But so I have an event. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's about this love the shape of you yeah. so you mentioned you need clothes i'm like okay everybody gets the notice yeah hey yeah. by the way this is also a clothing drive if you have things to donate yeah, we'll get them to link northwest yeah. and started filling that closet yeah. 
right? Yeah. So, but if everybody did that, if every business in the local yeah. area said, "Hey, to their their you know their employees, yeah. hey, we're doing a drive today from Link Northwest for the closet." Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hey, Link Northwest, you know. Yeah. We'll match you. You yeah. bring a box and we'll bring we'll donate a box. Yeah. Yeah. Of Twinkies and Ding Dongs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. How many yeah. Twinkies and Ding Dongs would walk through that door? Exactly. Exactly. And I think the the um the beauty of that and and again clothes ding dongs all that stuff we value all of that so much the the next thing i value above that is um is movement by people right it's because it's easy to become apathetic and just let the clothes hang in the closet and never wear them it's Mm -hmm. easy to um you know to walk through the grocery store and get what only i need and move on right or only what i want and but to see people take that next step and be thinking about somebody else while they're pulling clothes out of the closet mm-hmm. while they're tr- walking through the grocery store. That's actually where I get really excited. It's, it's, it's great to have this stuff to be able to distribute to people, but seeing other people light up and care about the other man, that's the good stuff. Yeah. It's really I amazing. Agree. So yeah, I think um, the, it's incredible. I, I, we, we didn't explore this much on here. Maybe we should save that for part two <laughs> of our conversation. But I think um, you and I are both idea oriented people. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'd love to sit one time and just kind of brainstorm and just talk about all the things. This morning you texted me with an idea you had and we yes. won't go too deep into that here. Yeah. But just the, the ways that um, that we can uh, spark, you know, potential and spark like the way that this could influence this kind of people group or this could influence that kind of how can we be helpers and um and i think it'd be fun to it'd be fun to do that on on the podcast and then use that as a way to spark that out in the community right like we don't have to do all the things right but we can sit here and generate all kinds of crazy ideas and see if that you know, if it trips a trigger in somebody. In yeah. somebody, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It yeah. it inspires them. Exactly. It yeah. empowers them. Yeah. yeah. That's what we're about. Yeah, it's good stuff. Well, thank you again for being here today thank and for sharing for more of your story. And it's just always fun to sit and talk and learn more about what you did. And I didn't know you were a competitive swimmer. So yeah. it's funny, <laughs> another maybe soul bearing. When I was when I was coming in and like, I hit my goal, I had no idea that you swam competitively. And because well, so I was always I, in the office, you never saw me. There in was the pool. yeah, well yeah. And and it's funny because now I feel like my my targets, I was like, This was amazing, and you were probably like slow poke. <laughs> no. <laughs> so funny. No, so funny, I you know, and it's funny because that's I think that's what's wonderful when you you take the time to open yourself up yeah. to that conversation. Yeah to learn more about that person that's always next to you on the mat in the yeah. yoga class, yeah. right? You walk out together and you're like, hey, yeah. you know, this or the other. You build that connection. Yeah. And then because, you know, and, and I think this is what, you know, the nonprofits, what community is, what connection is. I have that conversation with you. Mm-hmm. And I think, oh, this person over here needs to connect to him yeah. because I know they have that talent that you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Building connections through that community yeah. and having those conversations, you never know where you're going to impact yeah. somebody else's life yeah. because of one conversation. Yeah. Yeah. How my son got his first job. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. Conversation. I love it. 
Good stuff. Well, thanks again. Well, I thank really you. do appreciate it. Uh, tune in next time. We will be uh, interviewing some more uh, local business owners and leaders and more community members that uh, work in nonprofit. And again, uh, visit Joyful Purpose Yogi. Do you have a website? Yes, joyfulpurposeyogi.com. Dot com. Great. And yeah. check out all of the classes that Kathy's putting on and get signed up. Spend your money. It's well <laughs> worth it. I'm excited. <laughs> she's doing some boundary stuff, and I'm going to be participating in that. Yes. Uh, just ways that I can that I can uh, you know continue to shape and form myself. So again, oh, thank you I, so much for being here. I, and I can't wait for all the ideas all that are the floating good stuff up. Yeah, yep, good, good stuff. All right. Well, have a good rest of your day, everyone. Bye. Bye.